Yo, 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 Chad Gaspard and JTG, it's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Your Sport Show. It is your boy, Big Baby. And, yes, um, I'll take the solo R&B back. I I will accept that role back. We have, uh, well, they they didn't like being called bandits the last episode, so. That's racist. It's racist. Wow. Okay, well, nobody says racist. Just because I'm black, I'm a bandit? What does that mean? How do you feel about that, Tavia? I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry I said your name out loud because, you know, I know you got warrants and shit. I'm sorry. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine, right? Imagine saying that on air. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Oh, man. Well, to my <laughs> – damn, you did fuck that up, man. <laughs> Well, oh, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe that the, the term bandit originated in ancient Greece. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that. I read that somewhere. Well, you bandit. you you were there. You were there when the word was created, so you would know. <laughs> and for those who don't know who that is, that is um, the living legend, one word, Larry Morgan. Um, AKA, also, I've been here before. Definitely, he's been here. <laughs> he had twice, at least twice. He loved the chicken. Twice. We have um, Captain Falcon's enemy number one, um, BK Matt. <laughs> look, look, it's gonna be, it's a little, it's gonna be a little bit calm today. I'm not gonna fuck with Tavia today. I'm not gonna fuck with it. I value nah, my life. You say that. Um, nah, we have that a lot, bro. We have, have that on. We have that on record. You saying it a few times, and then, then it, it, the wheels fall off. So, <laughs> not my fault. Not my fault. Look, like I don't care what nobody says. Right, not Steph. my fault. Steph Curry is not a better defender than Clay Thompson. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not. Exactly. You, act like, not. That. you, you act like you He's act so like that's the not. only thing that we've classed oh, about. You remember. said you said Kurt, Bret Hart can't lace Kurt Angle's shoes. Well, oh, you did say that. I don't right? think. He could, I don't think. He could, I don't think he could bend down the tie his shoes. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Physically, he can't. Uh-huh. He can't do it. He oh, can't do it. Nice clean up. Nice clean up. Nice clean I do what up. I can, Larry. I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> and we nice have... Clean up. But can Kurt Angle even bend down, bro? Look at his knees, man. Like, why is his knees Kurt always bending, bro? Kurt Angle is a fucking stallion. You don't do that. That is a living All right. You don't do let that. Me fin- All right. Let me finish this. God damn, y'all. <laughs> and we have the lovely queen, Captain Falcon, a.k.a. Queen Tavia. AKA yeah. Dorothy from Golden Girls. Thank you for being afraid. Dum, dum, oh, dum, dum. Oh my god. Oh, oh my really? god. So uh before before we get back into everything, again, um a little bit of sad news, as many of you know, um Shad Gaspar, uh former WWE wrestler, um Hollywood star, Hollywood star now, um, and 
he th- he's just done a lot of things. Uh, he tragically former passed away. Former bodyguard for Britney yeah. Spears. Former bodyguard for Mike Tyson. Man, he he's he's done a lot, man. You know. Yes. And uh, our friend. personal friend, personal friend. personal friend of um, yeah, oh, personal friend of ours, one of us, personal friend of of the show, mm-hmm. your. Sports personal friend of the Jabba Tears Network. He's actually been on Jabba Tears uh, before. You know, with uh, shout out to Wilkins, Janelle, Mr. Black. He's been on on the uh, the show before. Friend of the supporter of the network, Jabba Tears Network. So, so yeah, this one hit hard for all of us, man. Yeah. So listeners out there, we're gonna talk a little bit about it. Damn, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get to what happened. How did we get to what happened? You basically covered it. Um Jack Gaspar passed away um on May seventeenth. Uh, he got taken away in a riptide while swimming with his family um last weekend. Um really, really, really sad situation. But um the thing that stuck out the most is that when they were coming to try to save him and his son, he told the lifeguards Hey, save my son. And as they were saving his son, unfortunately, he was taken under by the riptide. Um, and, he, uh, man, his body was found, uh, a couple days ago. Not too, uh, not too many days later. So, um, again, um, rest in peace to Shad Gaspard. He was such a good person and nothing but good things has been said about him. Just in general, even b- before his passing. Um, uh, man, you see the outpour of love and support from everybody. Uh, Mike, like Larry said, um, he was a friend of the network. He was a friend of the Jabba Tears podcast. Actually, um, Larry and Sir Wilkins were supposed to have a lifting contest between Shad and, uh, <laughs> JTG. And they would have got, yeah. they would have got smoked, but, you know. I because every time I hung out with Chad, he would tell me he'd be like, "Yo, we can't wait to get in the gym with y'all." And I would talk shit like, "Nah, man, come on," and he'd just be like, "Yeah, okay, motherfucker." But he, I appreciate all like the the um the advice you would give me, the pointers of working out and nutrition and everything from from like martial arts to just being in the iron jungle bro like i appreciate all of that from him man rest in peace man yeah definitely but, uh, but yeah they, they, he he would he would have slayed me bro his motherfucker's benching like almost 500 pounds come on now yeah yeah bro's looking <laughs> hard <laughs> building, sir. um make pizza bites huh, what do that <laughs> no i was telling my daughter to make pizza bites i'm sorry oh okay yeah, it's like, tell them make pizza bites for all of us. Uh, <laughs> oh, facts. <laughs> um, I know Matt had a story about uh, about Shad, his own personal story. I'm going to get into it real quick before we start. Go ahead, Matt. Um, yeah, many don't really know that I used to, I had used to wrestle before I was doing the podcast. Man, hold on, my kid is back. Hey. I was watching me daddy real quick. What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh. What's Sit down. Sit down right here. Relax. Okay? Okay? Here, here's your tap. You good. You good. You good? You straight? Alright. Alright. <laughs> so, yeah. Many don't. Y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Alright. So, yeah. Many don't know, but um, I used to have wrestled before, like, in 
my teenage years going to like my early 20s. So one of my gimmicks was called, you know, B Money, which was kind of like a parody of Crime Time in a sense. So I used to do a lot of JTG's things because a lot of people said that I look like him. So I just did it just for, you know, for shits and giggles and whatnot. But eventually I did meet Chad, right? So I met him once and he was like, and one of the running gags was like, you look familiar, you know? Basically saying like, you look like JTG, like a partner of mine in a sense. So fast forward to, I want to say last year, WrestleMania, you know, during Coffee Mania, we was all, you know, legends. Uh, around this time mm-hmm. that, you know, Larry was do that liftoff thing with, with Wilkins and Shad, and, you know, he came out show love and whatnot. And I think I ran into him outside. You know, this is around the time we was kind of dealing with a situation that we're not going to speak of, but I ran into him outside. And MVP actually happened to be there, too. But um, it was he, he it was love. He was like, Yo, you look familiar. And I was like, do I? He was like, yeah. He's like, you must be from Brooklyn. I said, yeah, I actually am. From Brownsville? No, I'm from Canarsie. <laughs> and he was just like, you look like somebody I know. I said, do I look like my name should start with a J? He's like, yeah, but you got a little Hennessy Brown to you, and he's a little bit lighter than you. That's <laughs> So anybody that knows me knows that when they when they talk about complexion, I'm like, nah, I'm Hennessy Brown. I actually got that from Shad Gaspar. But... Shad was just a funny dude, man. He was a he was a calm he was a calm dude, man. He's a great father, like you know, like Dre and Larry just said, you know, he saved his son in in, in regards to his own. And as y'all hear, I'm a dad, so I, that resonates more with me too, in a sense, because mm-hmm. I do anything for my kids, man. But Shad was just a mm-hmm. good dude, man, and and he had stories for days, man, stories for days. And he was a good conversation and showed love. To every everybody in in the wrestling community, but he put on for the for the black wrestling community, which is really small. But we but he, the fact that he put on for us and he and he put up so much support on it, it this hit hard, man. Like it hit real, real hard. I'm not even gonna hold you. Yeah. Jay, when Jay, they say it. take a bullet for your kid, that's literally what he what they that's mean. Literally what he like, did. That's literally what he did. You know. <laughs> yeah. Say you have any thoughts I've on been in rip current before. Yeah, please. I mean, I didn't have the personal experiences that you guys had with him, which are really, you know, heartwarming stories. But just to see his character, and then you have somebody who no one has an unkind word to say about them. It speaks right. mm-hmm. very deep to the type of person <clears throat> they are and their character. You know, him with sacrificing his life for his sons is the ultimate sacrifice as a parent. And I just hope that people think at this moment to do right by each other. You know, if you're a father, do better by you. You get what I'm saying? And if you have the means, you know, try to donate to his family's cause. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Um, Let's get into the episode. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, and hopefully we can cover everything. Um, so, last weekend, um, the 17th, the 18th, um, the last dance had its last two episodes. So, overall, what did you guys think of the last dance documentary as a whole? Matt, I'm going to start with you. 
Oh, all right. So let's start off with the fact that Jordan's a complete dickhead. Let's get this straight. I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody say. If anybody's delivering pizza, I'm not taking pizza from five different niggas. Sorry. I'm not doing it. That's I wouldn't need it. I wouldn't need it. That's one. That was that, that, that was yeah. That was the first stupid shit that I, that I got. Two, yeah. Jordan's born from Brooklyn. Let, 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 we ain't claiming him for this, for this very reason right here. Jordan's from Brooklyn. Any real Brooklyn person would tell you, we don't trust pizza outside of Chicago. If it ain't well, Pizza Hut, Domino's, I would say Little Caesars, but Little Caesars kind of tastes like a cardboard box. And me and Dre no. argue about pizza on a regular. I ain't fucking eating no fucking pizza from fucking Utah. It's Salt Lake City. For in, in Jordan's defense, he was just born here. He don't he don't rep us. He rep the Carolinas, so fuck it. That's what, what I was saying. He don't rep us, so fuck it. He was just us. born here, bro. I I, I would have never known. Like I said, if I never looked it up a long time ago, I would never know Jordan was born in Brooklyn, bro. Like, they used to make a big yeah. deal about it in the 90s. Yeah. They used to, but, but then it, it never really flopped. Never no. came out. Yeah, they, you'd be surprised where a lot of motherfuckers were born, and you're you like, Wait, really? Like Kane from WWE's born in Spain, bro. <laughs> like, you yeah. know? So yeah. there's a lot of motherfuckers that's just born somewhere. And you're like, where are you born? But then they don't rep. They were raised somewhere else. They probably came, they left there at two years old or whatever. So yeah, I I never seen uh, Jordan as as a Brooklyn Knight. Mike Tyson, on the other hand, is a Brooklyn Knight. He reps us, bro. I have I have a lot of stories about Mike Tyson, believe it or not, from my childhood. Oh man, he used to hang out with my uncle. And um, he used to stay at my grandmother's house a lot in Brownsville. Yeah, that was before Cuss took him upstate. And um, okay, they used to they used to rob people on the train. Okay, so (laughs) we don't. All right, yo, Dre, cut that part out. I'm sorry, I don't want to. Dre, cut that out. I'm just Dre. He's not right. It's out there. Mike Tyson. It's out there. He already put it. He already put it in the book. He already put it in his book. I read his. I read his five hundred plus page book. He talks about all of that. Mike Tyson is an open book, bro. He don't give a fuck, man. Yeah, you're straight straight on that. Every every Thanksgiving, he used to go to the corner of Rockaway and Livonia and give out turkeys and food to people in the project. And when my uncle passed away, he stopped what he was doing and he came. To his funeral. So, you know, shout out yeah. to Mike. Shout out to Tyson. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. um, your, your closing thoughts on the final dance, Matt? What, what are your closing thoughts? Well, we know who the true hill was of, of the Chicago Bulls. It was, but didn't it was I say Wanzo. that? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't it. It, was, it was Wanzo. I, I don't know if I said the nigga name right. It might be wine store. You talking about the? You talking about the? Uh, you talking about the owner? Owner, the owner. owner yeah, it's, 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 owner, it's yeah. Yeah. You talking about the fat? You talking about fat boy? You talking about they both the fat? They both no, fat. No, no they're Ryan's not both fat. fat. Ryan's door for the fat. Bro. I'm not saying that she's fat. I don't care nobody. So liposuction can't save that chin. I'm sorry. It's just it's a very. But um, yeah, wine store. I'm talking about wine store. He's clearly because I mean, if you really, like, like, let's break it down. Jerry Cross is operations. He's basketball operations. Granted, but 
it's the same situation as WWE. A lot of people, a lot of the, the writers can write the story, but Vince has to approve it. Jerry Cross can make a lot of decisions, but Warnsworth has to approve it. So That's if true. he really wanted Phil Jackson to stay, That's he could have made that move. He could have killed that. He could nip that shit in the butt in the beginning of the season when they was advertising this last dance bullshit that Jerry Cross talking. He could have fired Jerry Cross for even speaking to this shit. Six, five championships on the road to six championships. I don't care what nobody say that 98 season, they still were the favorites. These they were coming off of a 72 win season. They, they were still the favorites. The heavy so, favorites. Yes, they were. So to sit there and say like, oh, this is the last dance. I don't care if Phil Jackson went 82 games. You sound stupid, my nigga. You sound real stupid. That's the type of shit that had you working in Duke instead of working for the Chicago Bulls. That's the type of shit that I'm talking about. Like, that's dumb. Like, anybody with common sense has been like, he sounds stupid. But the fact that he's saying that, he had to have gotten that from Wansville. So it's like, we we condemn Jerry Cross because he's the hill. But he's the, he's the leader of basketball operations, so he's the face. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're going you're gonna to automatically trigger him. Homeboy dead. He can't defend himself. I yeah, but his moves are already known, though. He's the one who went to the media and said that, that nonsense about Phil, too. So, yeah, you know, people take that face. personal. That's so, what I'm saying. The face. He's probably getting this. It's like, it's like, all right, it, I'm, I'm bringing in the, I'm, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wilkins is, is, is the top dog of, of Jabba's head, right? If he's saying something and he's, this is martial orders, we got to do this. We got to say this on the Euro Sports Show. We're going to say it. You know what I'm saying? Because Euro is under job chairs. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's marching orders. Jerry Cross is nothing but a soldier in the, at, at the end of the day. He has to do what he's told to do. He's getting paid from somebody else. So I get why he said it. I don't agree with the fact that he said it because it's stupid. That nigga took a whole bunch of heat for something that he probably didn't even orchestrate. Why still probably orchestrated it? And either way you put it, they both dickheads because ain't no telling how many championships Jordan would have had or the Chicago Bulls would have had if they would have kept that team together. They don't even have to keep the whole team. They could have just kept Rodman, Scotty, and Jordan and figured figured the fuck the rest of it out. I don't think so. That I can't say. Because they they had their, I would say that they were the most important pieces on the board, but their pawns were just as effective too. You get what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't... Steve Kerr was very effective when need be. You get what I'm saying? But I have a... I, I believe what Jordan said at the end, that they would have came back for one more year. If I'm not correct... If I'm not mistaken, Steve Kerr was still on a rookie contract. So he was there for... He was there for another year or two. I think that might have been, what, his second or third year there? So he, he probably had one rookie, more year. Nah, the rookie rules were different. Uh, and they, they let him go about it. It was business. different. Okay. Yeah, so they let they let him go about his business on that. So they're like, "All right, thank you, but no, thank you." But uh, Tavi, your thoughts? Well, well, the version that I that I've seen previously was a little less of a condor edit to Mike, but um, I feel that it told a really good, compelling story. I think that. Like I agree with Matt when it when it said when they say that Reinsdorf and Kraus Kraus did come off as the bad guy because Reinsdorf was like you know that's just my guy you know when things went awry he was like well you know 
I didn't want to step on his toes as the guy I put there. You know what I'm saying? Knowing goddamn well that he was the end-all, be-all as the owner of the team. Right. Um, I think that Jordan was a really good player. I don't think he was a great, I would say, teammate. I think Scotty got a really bad edit in it. I think he ended up, ended up looking worse. Like, they made him look weak. Like, sitting down in key moments and all stuff like that, even if it did happen or whatever. Like, they made him look like a weak, like a weakling. Um, I also think that if they would have kept the team together one more year, that was the lockout year, the next year, right? Yeah. Yeah, they would have they would have won another championship. For sure. And Phil Jackson is the best coach. Well, actually, actually, I, I could debate. I want to debate that. I really don't want to, but but we can no, leave that up for this. Because let me tell you something. We're looking at how San Antonio played against a depleted Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like San Antonio wouldn't have done that to the to the Bulls. They wouldn't right. have done that to the Bulls at all. But we're looking at a, a, a Knicks that barely. I don't even think Patrick Ewing came back for that finals, if I'm right. not mistaken. He had the Achilles injury, and it was Marcus Camby who was the the center at the time. You know the Latrell, Allen Houston, and LJ and them. But you know yeah. that that wasn't Jordan Pippen. Rodman at the time, you know the Knicks are known for being erratic. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's my thought. Larry, yours? Um, I enjoyed the documentary all the way through because that's um as I, I grew up a Knicks fan, but the Chicago Bulls was very intriguing in the nineties, and yeah. back then that was before social media. That was before documentaries like this, or at least documentaries like you know, like with this same depth, you know. So inside the locker room and how the players got along and how all those egos meshed was always something I was interested in learning about. You know, something that always intrigued me. Like, I wonder yeah. how they got along. I wonder what made one of the greatest fucking teams let alone NBA teams, but sport teams of all time. And that's basically what this documentary uh, gave us, you know. Uh, I heard Scottie Pippen didn't like um, that he was portrayed this way, but, I mean, like, it told the truth. What do you expect? You quit on your team on a number of occasions, bro. You know what I'm saying? Your back hurt. You had a headache. Come on, son. You know what I'm saying? He quit yeah. on the team a few times. So, yeah, I mean, but they quit, but they quit on him, too. They quit on him, too. They, they, didn't, they didn't give Scotty the, 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 the right. That's what I'll get into that, that conversation when we talk about LeBron a little later. Um, but they, they, but they, they didn't they want to pay him for his work. Documentary, though. Yeah, they didn't they, want to. They, they said that on a documentary yeah. as well, though. So, like, the you don't hear, uh, <laughs> really, Scottie Pippen is the one coming out saying, oh, what the hell, I have a problem with the way they portrayed me. They portrayed everybody the way it, it was. It was what it was. They quit on you. You quit on them. Y'all both quit on each other, but you're the only one that's mad. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, why are they portraying me that way? It is what it is, bro. That's what happened, man. Are we talking you about the game? Are we talking about that game? Or are we talking about as far as the series? We, we, we're talking about talk series, bro. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Agree? Yeah. I agree. I'm, I agree. 
Scott, Scotty, you knew what you were signing up for when they came to you with the idea of the Last Dance documentary. They came to you and said, would you like to be interviewed and be a part of it? You knew what the fuck you were signing up for, bro. <laughs> when yeah, the producers we, came to you and laid it all out. Come on now. But but we also know that producers can manipulate things to make narratives look what they're not. You get what I'm saying? Very like, that's true. the power. Very like, true. Like, like Matt say, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. You get what I'm saying? Because at the yeah, end of the day, if somebody is yeah. injured, if somebody's injured, they're injured. What, what, could, what the hell could you do? What that, could you do? That, well, that's true. It's you the know, difference, though, between being injured and being hurt. That's a, uh, uh, that's a uh, big, very important term in sports. It's the difference between being injured and being hurt. Injured, you can't perform. Hurt is, right. oh, you know, my it's back a, a little bit. Oh, my elbow's a little sore. You yeah. know, like, uh, yeah. come on, guys. <laughs> that's yeah, what I, right. I get it. But that's, but that's what, that's what they wanted us to feel like. They wanted to vindicate why, you know, Chicago didn't pay Pippen what they, what they should have been paying him. You know what I'm saying? Boy, and at yeah. the end of the day, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, that. it's a narrative. <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's a narrative. And at the end of the day, yeah. It was kind of whack that, you know, he was the, the, the guy in 94 and, you know, it was time to shoot the big shot and he wanted mm-hmm. to sit on the bench because he was in his feelings. That's kind of weak. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. I do get that too. That's weak. No, nah, that's very weak. Yeah, that's very weak. We can't, uh, we, we, we can't. I'm not a fan of people being loyal to, to owners and teams. I'm not right. a fan but, of that. You know what I'm saying? But. I don't want to quit on the people who I'm going to war with. Mm-hmm. I would do it for my team. Yeah, I would do it for my teammates. I don't. I don't have no loyalty to. I wouldn't have loyalty to the Chicago Bulls organization. I would have it to you know mm-hmm. who coach who who's practicing with me or you know whoever whoever. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Larry, your final thoughts. Oh, that was my final thought. That was my final thought. <laughs> I enjoyed the. Uh, I really enjoyed the series, and I like I like the way they you know portrayed everybody, brought us into the locker room of one of the greatest sports teams, let alone just basketball teams, sports teams of all time, sports franchises of all mm-hmm. all time, sports uh, dynasties of all time. You know, yeah. so that's that's basically what it did. It didn't do any like oh let's let's you know suck Michael Jordan's dick and you know kiss his rings or whatever. It didn't do that. Everybody got that smoke equally, bro. So, but you realize no. that they really are shitting no. on Michael about this shit. Michael didn't get the smoke. Michael didn't get the he smoke. Did. He did not get the smoke, baby. <laughs> At all. No, 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 he didn't. Mm-mm. At all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I said it on okay. the after the girl. No, he no, no he didn't. Smoke. He got a little he pop. Glad to be with he yeah, he did have a little He definitely he got, got a, a little little bit of like, like, like smoke dust, but he didn't get like. I believe. They was gonna trash this nigga in this in this in this documentary. They ain't trash this nigga at all. They glorified the ver- him. No, the, ver- the version I didn't they were gonna trash him anyway. Michael Jordan wouldn't even let that shit happen. The version before. I saw had more in depth about rivalries that he had within the team. Like mm-hmm. you know, it went kind of deeper into the beef that he had with Horace Grant because he thought Horace snitched to the media. Right. You get what I'm saying? And it went more into things like that. But Whoa, Jordan. I feel, like I said, he didn't get the puff. I think if you want to say who got the smoke the worst in that documentary Scotty. was, was Krause. Krause and Scotty, bro. Krause and Scotty. Yeah, and Scotty. And fucking um, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas got, got, yeah. 
got some smoke. You, you could have saw you could have saw miles away when they were doing the documentary. You would have known that Isaiah Thomas was coming up in the yeah. in the documentary. He got the smoke. He right. got the smoke. But um, See, even Rodman got glorified in this goddamn documentary. That nigga is gold. Rod, Rodman has been getting glorified about the last couple of years since his documentary came out, and then since before since before his documentary came out, since Bad Boy Pistons documentary. So like yeah. when it was going on, niggas was shitting on him. But when they was like, "Oh, oh, this is what was going on with Rodman." Oh, all right, yeah, he's the best. Like, okay, yeah, they I guess. say he's a, you know he's ahead of his. They felt like he was ahead of the time because if he would have been doing that 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 type of stuff today, it, it wouldn't have been a shock value as how big, it would have been in the nineties. It's not a big right. deal today. Right, it's not a big deal today. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure a lot of the stuff he was doing, he wouldn't do today in terms of. You know, going and drinking and then coming back and playing because of the rule. The rules are a lot more stricter with, with the NBA now than it was. There's no shot at David Stern. We love David Stern, rest in peace. But the rules are a lot stricter for that reason, especially since the NBA is looked at a lot more. A lot more eyes on NBA now. But, yeah, because uh, of the because of of David Stern and the and the Bulls, basically. Yeah. So, um, moving forward, um, there was a part in the documentary, I don't remember which episode, where, um, Jordan said, um, Republicans buy my sneakers too. Uh, we didn't get a chance to speak about this, um, mm. but, um, the main question is, um, should African American NBA players, should they be, be forced to use their voice? speak out against injustice in America, should they be kind of, like, looked at to, like, have to do it, or is it a case-by-case basis? Are we looking at them if they don't say anything? Who so, are uh, with? We are... <laughs> we're going to start with you, Tay. Okay, this is, this is how I feel about it, right? <laughs> I've, got, I've got Jordan's point. Don't get me wrong. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I get that you don't want to be that guy. You know, people look at things from their points of view. So I don't think they should be forced to say something. Right. I think that being black in America should compel you to say something. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these are things, you know, you, you're hearing people get shot down and being unarmed. You're hearing, you know, his father died from an act of violence. You get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I feel that you have a lot of kids, not only kids of color, but kids of various colors, looking to you as kind of like a role model. And if you can kind of put some words in their ear about injustice from a young age, you know what I'm saying? Your word, you could bring, you could turn pain into power. You get what I'm saying? Like I feel like the 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 guys of this generation are a lot more outspoken, well spoken. And they're met with a lot of criticism. You know, when LeBron made some comments about, you know, I guess police shooting, someone told him to shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that, that should really silence them. I think that Jordan was more of a capitalist than he was an av- an activist. You know, his parents, they had a scene that there was um, a black politician going up for a seat in North Carolina, and they felt that if he would have just said something in his support, that they would have unseated this racist piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? That that 
supported Jim Crow laws and supported, you know, segregation. You get what I mean? But I don't, I don't think they should be forced. But I think that you could be a mil, you could be a billionaire. You're still a black man, and if somebody don't know you on the street, you could be, you could be next. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they they should. It's a case by case basis. But Jordan made billions of dollars off poor black people. Yeah. Blue right. try to keep up with blue. Try to keep up mm-hmm. with 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 the style. Mm-hmm. With the so Joneses and shit. Yeah, yeah, keep up with the Joneses. You know, you got yeah. parents who are who are busting their ass to buy their kids two hundred dollars sneakers so they don't get picked on in school. And my, and he they keep buying the same fucking sneakers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, and then you, you hey, don't feel like hey. you, you don't feel compelled to say anything. You have, you, have black, you have black children. And people don't really know what his That's kids look fact. like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's a, that, and that's, that's not a, a Democrat-Republican issue. That's a humanity yeah. issue. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Steve Kerr Steve Steve speaks about it. You know, Greg Popovich speaks on it. Mm-hmm. And and these are people who you know they're not people of color, but they can see the injustice and use their voice. Right, and they do use their voice, and they do. So, you know, it's not a Democrat Republican thing because I'm neither. They right. don't speak for me. Need, he needs help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they should they should feel compelled. If I had a posi- a public platform, I could speak to my experiences. There's no way that no one, no person of color. In America, never experienced any form of racism. Yeah, I'm one hundred percent, one hundred percent, with some way, shape, or form. Bro. No, I agree with you one hundred percent. You don't have to be, uh, you know, encountered by, you know, KKK to not experience some forms of racism. You know, I'm a woman with two master's degrees, and I'm still getting paid like twenty five percent less than the white males or black males in my same field, and I have two masters. From Ivy League schools. Preach. What a kid. Tell her shit. Yeah. Being documentary. Being Tell real. Queen. Mm-hmm. Being real. The queen. You and uh, T.Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta let them know. <laughs> um, Larry, Larry, your thoughts on um, um black players. <laughs> man, listen, I completely agree. I completely agree with Tavia on this. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this, bro. Apple Call of Duty and Michael Jordan, the three biggest entities that keep on giving you the same shit over and over again, and nobody gives a fuck, and they just keep on buying it, bro. You said Apple, Apple, said Apple Jordan, Apple, and Call of Duty and oh. Jordan, bro. Yeah. Same things over and over again, but shit. people don't give a shit. They'll add them 2K, add 2K to it, bro. I would put Madden in there, but sometimes they have a little bit of tweaks or they come up with something like the hit stick or whatever. Madden Madden been the same game, just added a little little bit of things. Call of Duty been the same game, they add a little bit of stuff. Like, Jordan's are the same, they just add, oh, look, we're going to put gold there instead of a black. No, we're just going to change the way that we do the emblem. Right. He used to be red, he black now. Right. Oh, oh, this shit, this shit cost four hundred dollars. I gotta get them. No, my nigga, I was I never a big, I was never a big Jordan head, and a lot of it was because I was considerate of my parents. Regardless of like, like there was time my mother was like, "Yeah, I'll do good if you do good, I get you Jordans." I'm just like, 
Okay. But yeah, I think the police people. I was never to the show. Right. I was That's never. Uh, I was never a big Jordan head anyway. I like my Nikes. I love my Adidas. Love my Pumas. Uh, Tim's. I just don't like. I didn't like the fanfare. I and I still don't like the fanfare around a tennis sneaker. No. I- I get it. Cool. But let me tell you something. Growing up, growing up as a kid in the nineties, let me tell you something. If, if you grew up in, I grew up in Brownsville. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you wasn't a, they didn't have all them options. If you was wearing Puma, you was a scrub. If you was wearing right. freaking Patrick Ewing mm-hmm. sneakers, you was a scrub. If you right. was wearing um Shaq sneakers, you was a scrub. It was like if scrub. you wasn't wearing Jordans, you get what I'm saying? Like, if you weren't wearing Jordan sneakers I or for that. one or two years, like maybe Grant Hills, like you was considered like a like a dub. Yeah. Boy, they had a whole song for it. Like they had a whole song for it. Bobos, they cost a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they make feel fine. Yeah, we call it rejects, bro. They make your feet feel fine. Rejects only. So fine, rejects. They cost. They cost a dollar ninety nine. Rejects. Peer pressure is a motherfucker. Nigga, that brings back. Yeah, that brings back. Going to school. But you see, I was one of those kids, like my parents, I I guess, you know, my parents bought me, um, I went to private school, but my parents bought me Jordans every other month because it's like, what else, you know, you have a tomboy girl, all she do is play basketball, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm going to buy her the the best sneaker out there, right, and at the time it was Jordans, and back then they were like $97. Playing basketball in Jordan. I think me and Matt talked about this. Yeah, but that's what we thought. That, that it was the cream of the crop. You know what I'm saying? I had every Jordan up until no good. 19, maybe. Maybe the the, la- the one that came out in 2003 was my last, I would say, pair. But it was like, you know, I, I bought a couple of the, the throwbacks, you know, especially for my daughter. But, like, to say back then in the 90s, like, nobody was wearing no damn Pumas. Nobody was wearing no damn New Balance. Nobody's wearing no damn Vans or Converse. It's like, uh, if you wasn't wearing Jordan sneakers, you wasn't wearing shit on your feet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I... I well, I say, I, I say all that to say, like, if you're that influential, though, like, why not use your voice for a cause, for your community, for your people? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah? I, you know, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. I wouldn't say you're obligated to or you, somebody's holding a gun to your head or, oh, you got to be our great leader. But you should feel that obligation, man. If people are so influenced by your movement, they, they, you have this, this voice, you have this platform to yeah. use your voice, then why not use it? You, that, that's all I'm saying, man. I, nobody's saying, oh, you have to use it. And if you don't, you're a coon or whatever, or you, you don't know – your, your own history, or you're giving up on your people, but right. You'd be surprised how many people like you want to call another. But people don't, but, but but you know, people don't do yeah. that to Jordan. But people don't do that to Jordan, though. They don't. People they don't. Don't do that to Jordan. Yeah. Not really. Not 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 really. Not people not really. outside of not people outside of, uh, of the circle you we know. Yeah, people love him, <laughs> and the thing is, he was nothing. Even though, even like, like, look at us, look at us now. Most of us was Knicks fans in the nineties, you know, growing right. up as kids. But, but look shit. at us, but, but but look at us now. We're like, yeah, you know, we was Knicks fans, but you know that Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't not you can't not mention him with nineties basketball. You cannot say nothing about basketball without saying Jordan. And the thing is, nobody's saying, oh, you know what? Well, we're waiting for his political endorsement. We're not saying that. But like, 
you know, why aren't you, you know, Chicago, that's the city that embraced you and loved you and you, you know, you made you a billionaire, basically. You know, they had one of the highest shooting percentages in the country. You're not saying nothing, bro? And nine not times out of ten. And nine times out of ten, they killing niggas for your shoes. For your, yeah, mm-hmm. you're not saying nothing? All right, for your shit. But, you're not um, saying nothing? And the thing is, you have the platform to at least, and I'm not saying to, to, to kiss up the people and make them think that all black people are not this or all black people are not that, but you have a platform to to basically speak our pain mm-hmm. into power. It's The pain is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I'm not one of those people who will be like, oh, if you don't if you don't support Black Lives Matter, you as coon or you this or you that. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are entitled to their beliefs, but they they, they say, oh, I don't want to be a role model. Motherfucker, you ain't got no choice. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you, you on Space Jam, you on Gatorade, you, on, you have no choice at that but point. Bro, let's yeah. tell you, is that necessarily fair that he's put in that predicament to the way he you has want that to Gatorade be money? You want that Gatorade what? money? You want that, you want that, he wanted that, that, that champion profile. That was his brand archetype, the champion. You get what I'm saying? The champion is known as like the, it's like a savior. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. a way. You're like the voice. Well, so you well, have no choice. It's like, is it fair? No, but then, then don't take that Gatorade money. Don't do, sp- don't do those things that make you think that you're a voice for a next generation of kids. Don't mm-hmm. do it. I know you want your pockets, but come on. Well, that leads you. Into Matt's into Matt's opinion, and we'll, we'll move move on. So I I I grasp I I, I get it and I understand and I'm I'm fully in support of what Tavian and Larry are saying, but then the devil's advocate in the sense of the of the of the matter is wanting success and wanting to be able to to give financial stability to your family and your parents, especially being brought up in poverty, is not the same as saying like okay, me wanting that means that I have no choice in the matter of being a role model. I get it. I'm the brand because of my accolades inside of the sport. But why does it have to why why does it have to venture off into politics? So I get his aspect and his stance on that. If I was supportive, if I was if I was successful, not saying that I'm not, but I'm saying if I was Jordan level of success, would I want to venture off in the fact to where I'm like I'm supporting a a Joe Biden versus Trump situation? Fuck no. Would I put my opinion out to it? Yeah, because I'm very outspoken. Some people don't have the same mentality and the same you know backbone and personality as I do, or as Xavier does, or as Larry does, as you do. We're mm-hmm. outspoken. That's our field. That's who we are as per as as, as black people growing up. Jordan wasn't that. Jordan was just competitive. He only knew to be competitive. That's all he knows is to be but competitive. But he chose to be that way. Because the difference, like, like the thing is, like, look at what you say. We have a different, we look at it from, and I get what you mean. It's not about getting, like we said, it's not about getting political. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to throw your, your party. You don't have to talk about Trump. You don't got to talk about Biden. You don't got to talk about Obama. But you could talk to the bullshit that goes wrong. Yeah. You could talk to mm-hmm. you you could talk to a uh, talk about, you know, unarmed men being shot down, you know, still like this is the sixties. You have black children. But I give you this. I hate you and I'm gonna raise you this. Not you it necessarily. Hit. I'm saying I know no 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 I know I know but I know, say. But I'm saying how certain people view it, 
I got a homeboy. I'm not going to say his name on air, whatever it is, but I got a homeboy. He's black, had a different background than me. Me, I was raised in the streets. I, I was in gang. I was, I, was, I was in gang. He bought Jordans. I robbed people for Jordans. I hope the cops ain't listening to it. But hey, statute of limitations is a motherfucker. But whatever. Definitely the, a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> the, the background is different. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I had to grow up knowing that if I was to go to the gas station at 12 o'clock, this is a true story. Me wearing a hoodie and my flag in my back pocket, I was going to get stopped. But was did I know I was going to get stopped to the point I was going to get brought in and have to be a part of the lineup and get and get arrested and possibly on my way to Rikers for something that I didn't do? No, I did not know that. That's a risk that I took, and I took it, and it happened, and shit happened. Granted, it worked out for my favor. So when shit happens, like, um, I, the, the, the guy name slips my mind, but the guy that got arrested for something that he didn't do, spent seven years in Rikers, and eventually – committed suicide. Khalif I forgot his Khalif Broder. He yeah. that story resonates to me because I dealt with that. So deep. I, I dealt with yeah. that. I got arrested for something I didn't do. Granted it worked out in my favor and I had an alibi and I had coaches. I was in sports. I was doing athletics. I had a I had an alibi for where I was. You know what I'm saying? But that could have eventually mm-hmm. been me for seven years. He does he, my friend never had to deal with that. So it doesn't resonate with him the same like how it resonates with me. You feel me? But how? So but, but my thing is how? I don't, I never went through what you went through, but it resonates with me still. It you know what it is? It resonates because of the background. You lived in areas where you have friends that dealt right. with that. But look, I'm the but only look, friend he's ever had that had to deal I with went, Let me tell you something. My parents sent me to private school my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was I I grew up like a princess of Brownsville, right? I didn't have but to get back. In Brownsville. Yeah, but the thing is, I lived in a, a house that my parents owned in Brownsville. You get what I'm saying? But even though I did have friends and cousins and family that lived in like different, you know, developments or whatever, I didn't have to be that street kid. You know what I'm saying? My parents, I didn't have to walk the shit. My parents, my parents made sure I never had to, but I, I still had that angst that I'm gonna let motherfuckers know that you know Tay ain't the one. I tell you, 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 say, you ever heard, you ever heard a phrase out of sight, out of mind? That's true. And I, I think that that's what Matt is was getting to because no, get uh, when we talk about when we talk about athletes speaking up against you know injustice in the country, especially injustice against black people. If 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 it's not directly affecting them, some of them just they're not affected. They're, they're not affected, which right. shouldn't it's be the case. Line. We all we it's can all agree. Line. We can all agree that shouldn't be the case. But people are looking out more for their pockets and their bottom line before they look out mm-hmm. for their own people. And I'm gonna it leave it. To be, it don't have to be a race thing. It don't have to be a race thing to say something is wrong. Right. right, but people people look at you everything. You have PR people. They mm-hmm. have PR people, right? That spend yes. time cultivating their brand. Me as a PR person, I look at Jordan as a brand, right? Mm-hmm. He's supposed right. to be the data brand, a champion brand, a brand archetype. Like he is like the all American hero, right? right. Mm-hmm. As an all American hero, you. Your platform is so powerful, you can speak to things that are supposed to be un-American and not be political about it. 
You don't have to shit on police to talk about brutality. And it goes back to the Kaepernick thing. There's nothing right. to me. I know that he's not like, oh my God, like the, the most blown away quarterback I've ever seen. But the reason why that man doesn't have a job is because of his politics and not his talent. To this day. Sam Darnold is one of the worst quarterbacks <laughs> I've ever seen in my motherfucking life. And he still has Sam a job. Donald? Oh, Donald Sam Darnold? Oh, Donald Sam, what the fuck his name is. Now we so, get from, from the Jets. We will, yeah. we will, guys, we will get no, into that. But the listen, listen. Guys, he's one of, he's hey, one of, he's not better than Kaepernick. He's not better than Kaepernick. Guys, we have to move on. Hello, hello. No, it's true. But no, let's be real. Let's be real. People don't want to touch Guys, 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 guys. Not because of talent. Point. And I'm not a talent, a Kaepernick right. fan. If he's better than Kaepernick or not, it's up to anybody, <laughs> guests, whatever. Right. That's up in the air. But you just said Sam Donald is the worst quarterback you've ever seen. One of Guys, do y'all, do y'all not hear me? I said we got to no. move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one of is is solid. He's solid. Oh, God. Larry, Larry, Larry. He's Larry, not solid to me. Kaepernick. Inaccurate, bro. Kaepernick is inaccurate. He can't read a defense. He can't. He's not even. He's not he even. Agile. He's not even agile. All he is is fast moving forward. Like Ka- I've been saying, Kaepernick is garbage since 2014, way before he took the first year. Right, Go but ahead, you know that's still subjective, bro. That's still subjective. The thing is, there's, there's quarterbacks that are not oh, as good as him. There's quarterbacks oh, oh, oh. that are not as good as him. And he's middle. No, no, no. He's not. Like I, like I call a Paul Pierce a B plus player. Colin Kaepernick is a B, right? And there's many B C quarterbacks in the league that still got jobs. Yo, yo, it's your boy, Big Baby of the Year Sports Show. And if you can hear my voice, that means you are locked into the Java Tears Podcast Network, where we have tons of great content for you hours upon hours of content which include us at the year sports show myself big baby bk matt queen tay aka queen captain falcon falcon punch and the living legend one word aka he's been here before larry morgan we also have the cats and dogs podcast with amanda panda princess tati and your boy, Mr. Hitter with the Wee Wee, a.k.a. Lawrence. We also have our flagship show, The Jabba Tears Podcast, which stars Sir Wilkins, Mr. Black, and Janelle from the HR. So stay locked into The Jabba Tears Podcast Network for more and more and more great content. Hashtag Black Excellence. Hashtag The Dynasty Continues. Yeah. Okay, as we continue moving forward, um, the NBA is gearing up for July return. Um, they're, they're in talks in Orlando with uh, Disney. Um, in the, um, what's the name? What is it? The Wide World of Sports Complex in Orlando. Um, and they're talking about starting it in late July. Um, as early as June 1st, though, they're recalling NBA players to their respective markets. Um, with this going on, uh, 
how do you feel this will affect not just the NBA? Because how do you feel this would affect other sports restarting? Are they going to use the NBA as kind of like a, all right, let's see what they do and we'll try to mirror it? Or is it like um, it's a case by case by by each sport? Who it has to be case by case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be subjective. Yeah, it got to um, be subjective. All right. All right. They're doing it with no fans, right? Yeah, they're doing it with no fans. I think it's right. no fans, yeah. But, all right, what was being said is they're using, what, 15,000 or something like tests per team or whatever. I'm not really showing the numbers, but anyway, you put 15, it. Te- it's 15,000 tests overall they need. Okay, so – you got to be subjected to the fact that the NBA is a lot smaller as far as um, personnel and, and, and bodies that's involved with mm-hmm. the situation. So you use situations like the NFL or, or, or hockey, in a sense, where they have a lot of personnel. They have, uh, they have way too much people that are involved, so you have to get tests for them. So do I feel like they're going to try to use it as a prototype? Yes. But it, like Tavian and Larry said, it's going to be a case by case situation because now they got to figure out how well is that going to veer off of the NBA. Again, we're still in the, we're still in the process of everything and we had, we're what, like five or six months in. So it's like they're going to try it for the summer and then see what happens with that. And then we got to what gear up for football and football is a little bit different because football is in the fall, which is, tangling right in the flu season. And mm-hmm. they're still talking about there's going to be a second wave of this shit that's supposed to hit because apparently it's already hit China. <laughs> it's like, you, but the it, thing it, is, we don't know what's the real story with China because they right. have the ability to manipulate the media in a way that we can't. Right. So we don't know if it right. ever left. But the, but the thing is, the fear is still there. So you don't necessarily know how it's going to work. It might work for the NBA, it may not. We just got news that Patrick Ewan has the, has the corona, the COVID nineteen. So again, it's still people are they're still getting cases by the day. You know what I'm saying? And we're we're afraid that there's going to be a second wave of this shit towards mm-hmm. flu season. Flu season is literally balls deep in the NFL season. So we don't know. It, it, I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I, I'm hearing stories that college football is still going to be in the swing of shit. I don't even know how the hell they're gonna do that. So I mean, you gotta. I, I'm 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 intrigued to see how they're gonna pull it off, but I damn sure know ain't gonna be no fans. So I Let mean, me tell you, I'm nervous about the NBA coming back before these other sports because hockey they use masks and gloves already. So does football. Yeah. You know, basketball is like sweat on sweat contact, and there's Backward. a lot of people who are yeah. asymptomatic with this stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That that they wouldn't even really test. You know, as they're not, they don't fit the criteria of what they're looking for as a as a COVID patient. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys, you expect them to, to wear no one wears gloves on their hands or a mask on their face. So I mm-hmm. just, I you know, I, I'm a little bit more nervous for their safety than like the NFL and the hot NHL and even um baseball because they at least th- those motherfuckers play a part for the most part. They're outdoors. That, that was a good point. That was a good point you raised up about. You know, basically basketball being a contact sport. So with that, you know, you know it's, skin, it's you a know, higher, skin contact. Yeah, right. It's a higher chance 
of them, you know, somebody else contracting it and, you know, shutting everything down again over, like, football. Like, I mean, not football. Um, I'm sorry, like baseball or yeah. golf or NASCAR or these other non-contact sports. Tennis. Like, you still play tennis and, and you know, that's a stretch because the COVID could be going back, back and forth in the tennis ball. You never know, but I, and, but I get it. I get it. Larry, your thoughts. Larry? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Your um, thoughts. What was, oh, no, that? My what was that about? Yeah, what was that? Take a minute. What? Good. What was what okay about? What did I Huh? Sound like you just let it off. <laughs> ah, ah, like what the fuck? Just taking Larry Wild. What I do? I, hey, I, <laughs> I ain't even do nothing, bro. Nah, my bad. I was texting. Um, what were we talking about? My bad. <laughs> God damn it! We're moving, we're, we're moving on because Larry, Larry. God damn it, Larry! No, no, no! Because I'm moving on. Nah, nah, nah. We're moving on. No, the concern with <laughs> the the NBA season. Oh God! Dude. Oh yeah, Larry, boy. Oh what? Um, um, well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking about. My bad. Um, what I was gonna say is, um, once we started talking about that, I was gonna say other, you know, organizations, other leagues like hockey and NHL with their new twenty-four uh team format, which we probably talk about later. They are gonna look at the NBA and see whether does this work, does this not work. You know, I um Governor Cuomo and Cuomo already and started telling New York sports teams to start getting ready to make preparations of moving forward without fans in and the in attendance. So um that I, I think they're gonna look at the NBA, see how it works out and shit. So okay. that's all I had to say about that. I started texting somebody. It was a it was a very important text. My bad. <laughs> Copy. It's all good. It's all good. So, um, we're gonna get to the first Are You Kidding Me Bro moment of the week. And we're gonna <laughs> and we're gonna start with Tavia because um we were talking about it amongst each other and we agreed this is something that everyone needs to hear <laughs> about. So Tavia, your hateful not your hate, because now it's extremely justified. Uh, your disdain for Paul Pierce, please, please, uh, I'll let All you right. take the So Paul Pierce had the audacity <laughs> to go on TV and say that, you know, LeBron is nowhere near top five NBA players of all time, right? Now, first of all, just a little, you know, just a, a few receipts. Paul Pierce is also the person who that he had a better career than Dwayne Wade, that he was a better player than Clay Thompson. And he also said that the series was over one time against the Bucks or whatever, and, you know, they lost. Now, there's no secret that LeBron and, well, Paul Pierce has big problems with LeBron. It's, it's spread throughout the entire career since when he first sat on their, their bench, like, during LeBron's rookie season. Now, Paul Pierce, he's a B-plus player, and I say this, you know, with great disrespect. Right, y'all got on this podcast about three weeks ago and put Paul Pierce in your top ten NBA players of all time, and this I is the reason. Top, whoa, 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 whoa! I said top ten small forwards, not NBA players. Hell no, 
He's not okay. in my top ten of Because I don't remember us going position by position. No, remember, we were talking about Dominique. Y'all said top ten. Y'all said top ten NBA plays of all time. And no. Paul no, Pierce came in number no. ten. No, because that's when I said he's not even a top ten small forward. forward. No, I think he's not even. All right, I, I, I'll pull receipts because I listened to that episode earlier. That's why I'm coming with the fire. And, oh, and I you know what it, I, I I know what it is. We were joking about it. We were like, oh, he's definitely top ten. No, yeah, I get what you said. I remember. I remember what we said. Go ahead. I ain't never said that nigga was top ten. By the way, I said it. I said it jokingly. I said yeah. it. Jokingly. So now, <laughs> I, I think that Paul Pierce is salty because LeBron James scored over two thousand points on him including in the NBA, in the playoffs. I think he's also salty because people don't even put him in that same caliber of player. You get what I'm saying? And I think that it's an unfair assessment. Now, granted, Paul Pierce is entitled to his opinion. Mm-hmm. But to say that LeBron is not even nowhere near top five is ludicrous. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say he's the top player of all time. That's not fair. But to say that he's, like, not even in the top five, that's bullshit. And we all know it. Paul Pierce is bugging. He's, he's overrated as shit. And he's talking out his ass. A hundred percent. It's like his biggest arguing point was that I think the only thing that he has to his favor when it comes to the argument about LeBron is that LeBron had to go to Miami to win chips. You get what I'm saying? But in, in essence, the Celtics did the same thing by bringing the stars to him. Nobody was caring about no damn Paul Pierce before Ray Allen and um, Kevin Garnett went there. And I think that he was even more salty when Ray Allen left the Celtics for the Heat. Not but I think he's full Garnett. of shit. Oh, my God. Take his hand. I, I remember that. But I think Paul Pierce is fucking bugging. You get what I'm saying? I don't think it's fair. I think it's bullshit. I think that the people who are outraged by what he's saying is justified. That's all I have to say, and I'm being nice because we're long time. Right, and and that that was Tavia's TED talk right there. <laughs> are you, but it's, it, are you, it's impossible. Nah, but you're right. For me to no, like, right. it's impossible for me to dislike it. I thought it was impossible for me to dislike him more than I already do. Like I remember <laughs> when. I remember when he did, like, a James Brown split because of Jameer Nelson. You get what I'm saying? And that's when I was like, yo, he's buns. <laughs> I was like, yo, he's buns. Dang. For real. And how they had to carry him in that wheelchair, I was done. And he's oh, like, he during the playoffs? Straight agony. And bro yes. said, and then he came yeah, but I had to shit. Done. Yo. I was done. I was done. When he said that on TV, I was like, oh, he fucked up a whole moment, bro. Like, I fucked up a whole moment because you, you said you had to shit, bro. Come on. Yeah, you fucked that on. whole thing up, bro. Like, like and you. Even Kendrick Perkins had to come out and say, yo, he's bugging. You know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron, you love him, you hate him or whatever. You can't deny that this man is ultra fucking talented. He is an A-plus player in the league. No one has... What is he going into his 18th season and still performing at a top level? Like, where is Paul Pierce's um, season MVP award? Like, why is he even talking? Like, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, go sit down somewhere. Oh, go sit down. Like, go sit in that wheelchair and, 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 and shove it up your ass, bro. Like, anyway. Oof. I'm done. 
Wow. Wow. I so, hate him. I wanted Tavia to have that moment for sure. I need. I'm not arguing. Now, I won't speak about no, him. and nobody and nobody arguing with her either. So <laughs> nobody's gonna argue with her either. Not I like Paul uh, Pierce, but. He's bugging with that. He's nah, bugging. yeah, he bugged the fuck. Yeah, he bugged the fuck out of that. Yeah, he's he, bugging. All the yeah, bro. All the, you know, it's it's all the thing is, it's all his personal feelings. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not facts. It's yeah, personal like, feelings. I, I, I've looked at Paul Pierce on t- the television personality a whole different way than I looked at the player. I'm just like, yo, bro, you you really a dickhead, bro. Like, you know it's crazy when you look at the video and you see Jalen Rose and Jay Williams and they putting their head down like, are you serious? Uh, uh, right. Like, you serious? Right. I, I, uh, I mean, I let him fly with when he said his shit about Dwayne Wade. Cause I don't I, agree with that shit. I, yeah. I, 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 like, my nigga. Like, he's three, he has three rings. And it's not, and y'all, and you can't even get on Wade about Winning the two with LeBron, he won one by himself. He won one with Agent Shaq, Agent with Agent Shaq, yeah, Agent, Agent um, fucking uh, what's his name, Glove and Agent uh, White Chocolate. All these men was past their prime, and all that he he won with the senior citizen home. Shaq was still alright, but like everybody else, I give you something even different. He did what Kobe couldn't do. Like he took an agent ass cast and he brought him to the promised land. Because Kobe couldn't even do that in 04 against that Detroit Pistons team. And that's not nothing against Kobe. It's nothing against Kobe. It's just what it was. It's just what it was. Like, Nigga was injured the whole year, bro. And then and then Carmelo yeah. being a snitch and all that. We, that's a whole other episode. Of this but, show. yo, this, this is all right. I'm going to wrap it up with this about Paul Pierce, right? You uh-huh. know how they call him the truth, right? He reminds me of that one dude that beat up one dude in the play in the, in the the playground, right? He got he won one fight and it had to be the one the biggest fight and got the reputation but was straight ass all the way through from after that. Like you beat a <laughs> dude. Everybody said, yo, he's a fight, right? But you know, every <laughs> fight that he got into, he got his ass whooped. Oh. But then y'all be like, yo, but he he the truth though, yeah, because y'all saw him fight once somebody of, of note. So that you know, you right. get that nickname like yo, yo, he could bust ass. And then you, a couple of weeks later, he get into another fight. He get his ass drunk, calling for his mama. That's who Paul Pierce is to me. That's funny. That's funny. Yo, it's true, bro. Tavia promised to crucify Paul Pierce, and she did. Bro, she delivered oh, that. And then put, put fire under the damn the shit just to make sure he didn't come back. So, it's true though. He's like that one dude that got into one fight in the in the playground that everybody saw, and then got that oh. reputation that he could fight. And then you know, fighting against other people, he getting his ass whooped. But then people are like, yo, but that's the truth though. Fuck him. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna move into the other "Are You Kidding Me, Bro?" moment of the week, and this was from Larry. Larry didn't tell us what it's gonna be, but I'm sure it's gonna be something crazy. <laughs> All right. All right. I let think me, I know let me start. Let me start with saying, you know, despite me being a Giants fan, I actually mm-hmm. like Dak Prescott. Right. You know, <laughs> as <a> person. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew it. Go ahead, Larry. Go ahead, Larry. I always like. 
For, yo, yo, for some reason, I've always liked Dak Prescott, bro. I like I Dak did. Prescott, man. Yeah. When, he, when he, you know, he's a he's a rookie in uh, 2016. Uh, the Cowboys went 13 and three that huh? year. We beat them twice, so um, yeah, they had to, we swept them that year. But I actually like Dak Prescott. I always liked him as a person. You know, he's a black athlete. You know what I'm saying? He's a stand-up guy or yep. out off the field. He's a family man. You know, he donates to charity and shit. So I got nothing against Dak Prescott. Despite him being a cowboy, despite fuck the cowboys, despite me being a Giants fan, I've always liked Dak Prescott. That being said, when I grow up, I want to be as fucking delusional as Dak fucking Prescott, bro. That's what I want to be, bro. All right. So the cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, offered Dak. Dak Prescott a contract that would have made him the second highest player of all time. Second only to Russell Wilson, who who's who's right now the, the, the highest paid quarterback of all time, right now. And in a few years when uh Patrick Mahomes <laughs> contract year comes up, oh boy, he's gonna be the highest yeah. player of all time. But that's neither here nor is it over there, nor is it over yonder. <laughs> Dak Prescott turned that shit down. <laughs> That fucking Prescott, who hasn't won Cowboys shit as of yet, as to date, has turned that shit down. Dog, who the fuck are you, bro? Right? What have you done? Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. What have you done, dog? They offered him a five year, $175 million, bro. He turned that shit down. How? Dog, he would have made $85 million in his final year. That would have made him the second highest paid quarterback of all time in an NFL that's existed since the fucking early 1900s. A hundred years. One hundred fucking years. And you would have been the second highest fucking paid quarterback of all time. And you say, nope, I don't want that. Who the fuck do you think you are, bro? You would have been getting paid... More than Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, oh God, Joe Montana's of the world, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, dog, you name Dan Marino, Barstow, every fucking body who's a Hall of Famer, who's brought their teams and cities countless championships and triumphs and wins well, and glory. You've been made it more than them. Even yes. to the playoffs. Like, you would have been making more than them. Shut the fuck up and take that goddamn contract. Who the fuck do you think you are? Oh, nah, I'm worth more than that. Are you? <laughs> and like I said, this is, not me being a, this is not me being a Giants fan hating on a cowboy. This is me being a sensible person and saying, yo, bro, seriously, what have you done? Motherfucker, who the fuck do you think you are, bro? God damn, man. God he, remind me, he remind me of that lady that got like five or six different baby fathers telling you how she wants, she deserves her worth. Right, and how niggas ain't shit. How niggas ain't shit. Oh. But, how they but want she you. deserves your worth. I, I just got you some crab legs. She didn't deserve right. your worth. Right. She got so, two bundles of crab legs. I, I know my, my worth. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Like, no, Russell Wilson and his contact here. Russell Wilson, he got 140 mil. He was making 35 mil per year. He deserved that. He brought Seattle a Super Bowl. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, at least he's been proving his Bro, they've been in the Super Bowl twice. They've been in the Super Bowl twice, and yeah, they like won that. one. What the, what the fuck has Dak Prescott done besides goddamn lose the division to the Philadelphia Eagles year right. in, year out? The year you went 13-3, you lost twice to the Giants. <laughs> Man, we were we were fucking, uh, I believe, 9-7 and seven that year, you know? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We were we were nine and seven that year, and uh, no, no, no. We no. My bad. We were eleven to five going to the playoffs that year because the Cowboys yeah. won the division, and we were eleven to five going to the playoffs. We went to a wild card. We lost to Green Bay. That's when uh, Odell Beckham was on the boat with with Vic Crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing doing but doing the hot boy shit on the boat. That's what I'm saying. But oh, what have you done since your, your rookie year? Cool. You, and, and, and even that year, you had Ezekiel Elliott at running back. You had one of the greatest O-lines of all time. You went 13-3. You got swept by 11-5 Giants. This is cool because we had a great defense that year. But then you had a top that, three. You had a top three all-time. Well, one of the top, not top three, but one of the top tight ends of all time on the oh, team. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Like, seriously, what have you done since then besides fucking come down to the wire and lose the, the division to, like, a 9-7 and seven Eagles team? Like, an Eagles team that wouldn't make the fucking playoffs in any other division, bro. I, I, seriously, For what real. have you done, bro? For real. For real. Right. For so, real. get him. So, uh, you know what he does have, though? He has what? the audacity. Definitely the audacity. Definitely the audacity. If motherfuckers ain't got nothing else, they got the fucking audacity, bro. That's what they have. (laughs) And I and I second each and every one of your comments. I don't understand that. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it, boy. This nigga still not signed. I don't get it. I don't get it. Nah, he 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 signed for the season, but like, bro, like who does that? Who does that? That don't make no sense. They haven't even made made any noise in the playoffs at all. Ever. At all. They They barely know what the playoffs are. They they barely beat teams over 500. With an over 500 record. Cowboys, they made no goddamn noise in the playoffs since 96. Motherfucking Drake was like five years old. Ever. And I like Dak Prescott. You know what I'm saying? I do, but come on, you got the audacity, bro. Take that money and shut up and try to beat the team over 500. My thing about it is Dak Prescott is okay. You got guys like Cam Newton can't even get a starting job, and Cam Newton. Now, now, y'all was talking about Cap. You were talking about Kaepernick earlier being more than the the better than league. Cam Newton is fucking better than half the league, bro. And he he can't get a starting job. No, he can't get to the Super Bowl, Cam. Bro, I can name off the top exactly. I can name off the top of my fucking head ten teams right now that that goddamn Cam Newton should be starting for. They they got starters right now, and I'm like, yo, why is Cam Newton not starting? Why is he not signed and starting somewhere, bro? That's, like, get that's the fuck out of here. That's disrespectful. Right. So Giants probably arguably one of them, bro. Cam Jones yeah, is probably yeah. arguably better than, than Daniel Jones, man. Of course and, he and, is. And, and, and I think he is, he is right man. Now, I think he is. is. You know what I'm saying? So Giants is one of them. Fuck out of here, bro. Like, come yeah, on. I would say, I would say Bottom 70. Back. I would say, to be honest, nah, sure. about 70% of teams 
he's better than their quarterback. About 67%. That is that is you're talking about a man that, about a guy that got a gun, a cannon for that, got great kill vision, and can run the fucking football? Yeah, they bugging. <laughs> literally, I, literally, all eight divisions, Cam Newton could start on at least one of the teams in any eight divisions. I said what I said. No, but I agree. I agree. I agree with him too. Oh, I agree with you. And then that's even Joe, Joe Flacco just got signed to the damn Jets. But that's for Cam Newton. That's a really good pickup. I was hoping we were nope. not going to talk about that at all. Please. No, 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 Matt. That's a that's a good that's a good veteran backup pickup though, man. Joe Flacco right, is solid. He's solid, but when Cam Newton's on the fucking like he's on the, the, the you know he's out. But he's Cam Newton you know is better than Sam Donald. Cam Newton is definitely better than Sam Donald. He's definitely better than Joe Flacco. But the thing of I think all right to, to the Jets credit to play devil's advocate, the Jets is probably thinking money and thinking Cam Newton probably will, would be a lot more expensive than a Joe Flacco. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Just saying so. Larry, as a Jets fan, what they need to think about is relevancy, and we haven't been that for a while. <laughs> this is what we need: yeah. relevancy. I know. I, I feel you. I feel you. Franchise teams, except for the Yankees, relevancy is what we all need. No, I know. I know what you're saying. As a fan, we're always thinking about relevancy, and which is fine because we want a championship and we want it now. As a fan in any goddamn sport, front office is thinking about money and doesn't make sense. Like it's not even necessarily just about championship. I can speak as a like a, a former Knicks fan. I want to be able to watch the Knicks and think like, you know what? We got a we got a chance. I want to be entertained. I want to turn on MSG network and these motherfuckers getting blown out by forty on a night. Right, all the time. Nobody want to see that. Nobody want to see that. shit is expensive. That shit is like rent yeah. prices. Shit up there with God. I'm good on that, bro. I don't want to see that shit. I got paid nine hundred dollars tip with God. I'd rather fucking strangle myself than watch a Nick game now. I can't Same even stomach. I can't even. St- I can't even stomach it. You know, we only had legitimacy over the past fifteen years because of the Giants and the Yankees. In New York. Oh, that's a fact. Yeah. Facts. Not the Rangers. Fucking Rangers anymore. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. You know what? The Rangers, because we, the Rangers too, because we've been, Rangers you know, too. far yeah. in the playoffs. So we, we've been, we've been in the playoffs. Yeah. We've been far, and we've been in the, the Stanley Cup, and we've right. always been a mainstay in the in the playoffs. But right. the Rangers haven't won a championship in uh, almost seven, 17, 18 years. Yeah, no, no. So we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about what. The Giants were like the, the underdog story, like the little Giants. The Yankees was like the, the, stack, the stack team. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. the, the, the Jets, the Jets, the, the Nets, Giants, and the Knicks, forget it. The 2007 Niners. The 2007 9-7 Giants had no fucking business beating the undefeated Patriots, bro. No business. And we did it. No, no business. business doing that shit, bro. And then no even business. the 2011 Giants had no business running through the uh, playoffs like that and beating the 15-1. and 
Green Bay Packers in Green Bay in January and negative 11-degree weather. No, no business. business. And Tom Clark's face was red as a stop sign, bro. <laughs> no business beating those motherfuckers there. And then going into San Francisco, who I thought was the best team, as much as I don't like the 49ers or whatever, I thought they were the best team. I had no idea. I thought we can, the Giants could beat the Packers. I was 0% confident going into San Francisco, beating San Francisco, the 49ers in San Francisco. And the Giants did that too. And then going on to beat New England again, no business doing that shit. So it was like, okay, well, that's cool. And we were all celebrating, but it was like the Giants weren't that dominant team all season long. You know, it was nine and seven. So, <laughs> and had to make Whoa. a five game winning run yeah. to fucking get into the playoffs. Bro. Yeah. So, like, to even get into the playoffs. I remember um, playing the Buffalo Bills, and Ahmad Bradshaw's, like, 60-yard run is what got the Giants close to playoff, you know? In Buffalo, it was snowing. I remember that. So, and the Giants won that game. And then the game against the Jets, and, man. So, it was like the Giants haven't been, like, a dominant team for a long time. They've won Super Bowls, but they haven't been that dominant, scary Oh shit, Giants on the schedule? No. Talk that exactly. up is a loss for other teams. You know what I'm saying? Like other teams looking and seeing the Giants is like, oh, whoa, shivering. Oh, chalk that up as an L. Like they do to the Patriots, or like they'll probably do to Kansas City this year. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or San Francisco or Baltimore. When teams are looking at their schedule, I know fans that are like, oh, oh shit, no, nah, that's an L. <laughs> you know? Like being realistic, they see Baltimore. They see New England. Oh, that's an L. Right. Motherfuckers right. haven't 100%. done that for the Giants for a long time, bro. It's always, oh, we probably could win that game, but then the Giants wind up winning or whatever, you know? So Giants haven't been that scary. It's, a, it looks, it's always boots. a fluke. It's always a fluke win. It's always a fluke yeah. win. Or the Giants just showing up or, or some shit like that. Yeah, so, yeah, so technically we haven't been – the the bully on the block, the proverbial bully on the block. Yankees are the only team that's done that shit in the last yeah, decade the or two. Ones. So, yeah. yeah. So the last time I'm the bad. nickname was relevant was Jeremy Lin. Yeah, oh, that was it. I mean, you Jeremy Lin, Lin Sanity. You talking about? Yeah. I'll re- I'll rewatch that at least once a month. Ain't that Sanity, bro? Lynn Sanity, I took a 14-minute nap, and I missed the whole thing. <laughs> it was like three games. Lynn Sanity. <laughs> I remember that, too. It was February of, I believe, 2011, I want to say. Yeah, 11 yeah. or 12. I think it was 12. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was about it was winter because I it was cold and we was like, oh, yeah. we got we got a we got a good start. Then they found out he couldn't dribble to his left. So yeah, that was that. Anyway, <laughs> it's what it is, man. Where's where's Jeremy Lin now? In in, in China. Huh? Yeah. In China, okay, cool. Nah, nah, I, good to hear he's doing all right. So he's a champion. All uh, right. He's a champion. Fuck it. Good for him, man. <laughs> Good for him. 
Um, yeah. Where's Dre? Where's Dre? Dre, what's up? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh. Okay. All right, next. Well, yeah, let's... as we wrap up this episode, um, very good episode, guys. Very good episode. Um, uh, stay tuned. We missed a few topics, but stay tuned throughout the I week. We uh, I'll try to. The, I think we should touch on the Owen episode. You don't think? We can do All it. Right. We could talk. We could talk about it. Um, what were your thoughts on the um the Owen doc? Like, uh, we'll start with ta- we we'll start with ta- we we'll start with Tavia. Go ahead. Yeah, it was a very painful watch. You saw the pain in his wife and his kids. You know what I'm saying? Like that that shit still haunts them to this day. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was a hard watch, a very hard watch. They didn't really get too much into who he was as a person as much as, like, what had happened, which I would have loved to see a little bit more of, of like, mm-hmm. how he was more behind the scenes, like, with his family and his kids and, and stuff like that. I think we they spotlit a little bit too much in the, the incident, and I didn't want that to define who he was as a performer, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? But it was very mm-hmm. sad all around. His wife is a real one, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely agreed. Matt, your thoughts? Um, as a all heart fan, it was like David said, it was real hard to watch. You know, to, to to like you hear all the character traits about Owen, and you know you appreciate him as an athlete and as a human being and shit. But what I'm starting, it's not starting to see, but I've been seeing it for a little while. Dark side of the ring is more like dark side of WWE <laughs> or dark side events, for that matter. So it's like it's always ways to to like get at Vince, and it's like I'm more intrigued to hear because you always know it's like three sides to a story. So of I would course. love to hear Vince's side of the story, and because you got people that are not in WWE no more that I don't really that are on the bad side of WWE telling the story. You got Jim mm-hmm. Ross, you got Jim Cornette, and you got Martha Hart, who are all three technical enemies to the to the WWE or Phil you know, spawned by by Vince. So it's like there there's intentions to just shit on WWE. I agree. It's not I don't, this season. Yeah, so I mean don't get me wrong. And again, I will highlight this. Larry can vouch for me because Larry's known me for some some odd years now. I am an Owen Hart fan. Fanatic. Mm-hmm. It's it's no escaping that. Love that man. He's one of the reasons why I'm like, you know what? I want to try to do wrestling. Owen Hart was that guy. My first match that I've ever witnessed live was WrestleMania 10, Owen Hart versus Bret mm-hmm. Hart. And I, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, I echo this. I always say that's one of the best matches I've ever seen. One yeah. of. I'm not saying yeah. that it is. Yeah, it got overshadowed by Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, but that was definitely top two best matches of the night. So I'm, I don't, I'm not going to shit on his widow. I'm not going to sit on his son and his and his daughter. They have all right and all reasons to feel how they feel because they lost their husband, their father, you know, that important spoke in their family. It's something that should have been avoided. It should have never happened. They don't right. He did not need to fly into the ring to create a spectacle. He was a mid-card match against the Godfather, and that's not shitting on the Godfather. But I get it. I, I get I, what you mean. But I even just, if it I was a main under, event match, it wasn't worth it either. 
it was just wasn't worth it. It it it, it wasn't necessary. And I'm I'm hurt that he's gone because, like Jericho saying, I can echo this. You 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 have to pay attention to all of all of the superstars that came in after 1999, like your your Guerreros, your Benoit, your Kurt Angles, your Jerichos, your your Brock Lesnar's. You know all of those type athletes that came in the door after that tragedy, and it's just like fuck. What we what we all could have witnessed if this tragedy never hadn't happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't disagree with Martha saying like she doesn't want Omar Hart's legacy to be WWE because they're the one that took him from her. I don't think WWE is the is the is the the, the responsible factor in what took his life. It's just a bad accident that happened. Yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, and I don't think that it was because they didn't value him. You get what I'm saying? I think that it was a freak accident because a lot of them were doing that shit at the time. Sting exactly. was doing that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, it was a thing. So, you know, it, it was a, 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 a tragic and unfortunate mistake. I hate that people try to make it seem like, oh, Vince didn't value Owen because Bret Hart was a superstar. That's not true. We all know how wrestling goes. It always goes by who can make the most money merchandise-wise. Mm-hmm. Who is Who people mm-hmm. are going to Spend tickets, uh, spend money on tickets. Gravitate, yeah. Exactly. That's not shitting on Owen. We all know how talented Owen was. We know how entertaining Owen was. Me and Larry used to argue about it at Norton. I always thought Owen Hart was more entertaining than Bret Hart. That's And that's just my opinion. There's going to be a lot of fans that echo that. There's going to be a lot of fans that echo that. But can I say that I bought a ticket just to see Owen Hart? No. I bought a ticket to see the whole show. Mm-hmm. But that's how they, that's, that's the fucked up view of the wrestling business. They always think and, and it's not fair. Players it's, that, yeah, it, it's unfair. It's, it's fair. very unfair. It's not fair. It's very unfair. And, and, I, and I also, and I also think just to, you know, to, to throw something in there, I think that with, with Owen, we didn't, like you said, we didn't get a chance to see him at his best. Yeah. He had the talent. He had the, charisma you know i loved his his um post survivor series 93 run when you know the family feud um with Tina mm-hmm. and brett that was the best and even when he mm-hmm. was with the nation for a little yeah. while that was That's, awesome the, i'm not a nugget yeah i'm not a nugget yeah i bought that yeah. shirt i bought that shirt i'm not a, that's my first wwe shirt i'm I not a nugget him. <laughs> i'm a soul survivor that was my first shirt I wish right. I still had. I can't fit that shit no more. But I but wish then, I still had that shirt. Yeah, that and I remember. Shirt. And I remember when they had him in a tag team with like Coco Beware. They were like high energy. They were slipping around the damn ring. And, you know, it was just like Facts. we didn't see the best of what Owen had to offer. And I think that that's what was so unfortunate about the whole situation. I don't think it was a reflection of you know WWE not caring or this or this or this. And I think that, and I agree with what you said, Matt. Like people think that it's the superstars that 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 sell the tickets. It's not necessarily them. People pay to see the show. That's what WWE is been, kind of banking on to me over the past few years. The brand. That's how they sell WrestleMania now, because now it's a brand. WrestleMania is like the only WrestleMania is like the only show they're like, all right, they're gonna buy no matter what the um the 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 the, the card is. They're gonna buy because it's WrestleMania. They all need the to view it at Nobody all knows. the shows like that. 
Then yeah, you can view all the knows. shows like that. Nobody, nobody right. knows who's gonna be on the card. Like, like, um, SummerSlam tickets when I sell WrestleMania week. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You don't know you who's gonna be wrestled then. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The only time okay. you were able to, to <clears throat> book in advance was WrestleMania 28 because you knew it was Rock and Cena. And that changed WrestleMania. Because well, yo, Larry, of Rock's Hollywood power. Larry, you want to hear something crazy? Larry. Yeah. Uh-huh. I yeah, knew that hard shit was coming up like weeks ago. And I, I might have talked to Dre about it and Dre and Wilkins about it. I was not even looking forward to seeing this match because it was like I had to relive that shit all over again. Like yeah, back then, bro. I couldn't even afford to watch Over the Edge to see that 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 uh, that that show. Like in Georgia, I didn't have that I don't aspect of it. So I found out about Owen Hart passing. I want to say like soon as I turned on Raw. Soon as I turned yeah. on, I saw In Love and Memory of Owen Hart. I said, "What? You know what that do to you when you nine years old and you just realize your whole." Your, your favorite wrestler is dead. Like that shit, I didn't want to relive mm-hmm. that shit. And to know that I'm not gonna see him ever. Like if if they was announced today that in 2021, Owen Hart's going to the Hall of Fame, my nigga, I'm going. I don't even fuck with California and LA like that. I'm going because that's Owen Hart. That's how much love I have. It ain't happening though. I yeah, watched. I know I, well, 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 well. Um, I have watched the paper. I watched the pay per view, and um, it had gone blank for a long time before they came back to the screen. So it wasn't as quick yeah. as they said it wasn't a documentary. To be honest with you, it wasn't like oh, you know, Owen was there. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it was traumatic for people in attendance. But like people watching at home, I had that pay per view. Me and my mother were talking about it the other day. We the the screen blanked out for an hour almost. Before yeah. we got back to the documentary, man, I, um, I, man, the documentary put a lot of shine on his wife because for 20, 15, 20 years, I'm thinking his wife was the dick. She's like, yeah, fuck you, fuck everything. But the documentary really shed light on her side of the story, her point of view. You, you know what I'm saying? And then her kids, as he old, his son looks exactly like him. And then his so daughter, daughter looks even even more like him. You know what I'm saying? She got and they were young. I think cause, yeah, she looks exactly like him. Hair, everything. Like she looks like Hill Owen Hart when in '93 when he kicked Brett's leg from under his leg. You know, <laughs> fucking. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, yo, goddamn. And, and you know, his son was, I think. Maybe five or he whatever. Was seven. When yeah, he was seven. He was seven. Yeah, and then, seven. but his daughter was like younger, three. like two or three. Yeah, she was three. three. He yeah. was seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. So I'm like, man, they were. They didn't even get to know him properly. Like his daughter probably doesn't even remember most of his shit. She probably remembers vaguely, but she doesn't even remember most. Of, and then it's so well spoken and educated. And raised properly, they said his son is a lawyer now, you know. So they're just raised properly by the mom. But it, it, you know, for twenty years being in, in you know wrestling community, you know how rest. I've gone on record on this show saying wrestling fans are toxic and piece of shit. Yeah. But I, I'm, like they they got you to believe. Oh fuck her, fuck her. She's holding Owen back from being in the Hall of Fame. Blah blah blah. But I heard from her side of the story and. Everything she's done from the whole, the Owen Hart Foundation 
and days later she went up to the same she went up to the rafters and even brought her kids. I couldn't have done that, man. No, she I know. is such a strong woman. Yeah. Went up to the Raptors and brought her young kids, seven and three. See that? I I don't I I don't know. I probably that's strange. That. I, if, if anything, yeah. That's if strange. anything, I would have went myself, but I'm not gonna bring my kids. And she did that just to see, just to show this is, was Daddy's final moments, you know. That and she's rough. doing all of this. Yeah, the only thing I disagree with her doing is not talking to the Hart family. That's the only thing, because Brett and everybody that. wanted to. Yeah, no, yeah. I even understand. That's that. what I'm saying. In Brett a way, and everybody. You know, we don't know that. We don't. The thing is, it's it's. Don't so, know the whole story. We still, don't know the whole you know? story because at the end of the day, we're only going by what this documentary says and what other wrestlers are saying about you know Owen should be in a Hall of Fame and this and the third. But we're not hearing from the company. The company hasn't said much about it. And, you know, Brett and Martha, they've had a really contentious relationship in the media. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I'm pretty sure there are different points that they may have. Like, like we always say, three sides to a story. You know, on her side, and I get it as a wife and as a mother, you know, this is your reality. You get what I'm saying? And it's sad that, you know, this is, you, you know, you, you knew your husband wanted, she, she basically like, Owen didn't want to be in the business anymore. Which I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I don't. I don't believe. I couldn't see that. I don't. I don't know, bro. Because it, 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 it goes. It goes back to the fact that peer pressure is, is, is everything. Yo. And if, if you feel like you have looters for your namesake, for your family, and you're obligated to live out your father's legacy or your family's legacy, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's a whole different type of pressure or peer pressure. So we again, you don't know. Yeah, but then also I mean, that's all that he. But the thing is, look at all these wrestlers; they still keep coming back as long as they can. Well, you know what I'm saying? Because also, what he was training to wrestle from birth. What else was he gonna do? Right. He's the youngest. Well, he was. He was a baby. He, he was what 34. How old was he when he died? Like 34. He would have been Sean. He's, he's only Sean and and um Undertaker's age. When you think about it. Right, and Sean and Undertaker, they still hold on. Right, so um, yeah, yeah. The final thoughts on on that before we wrap up. Um, I think overall this season's Dark Side of the Ring um was well put together. Um, there was a few. There was a few to me again, uh, again because there were some people that I didn't know, but there was a few filler episodes as I call them. Where it was like there was some yeah. people, there was some people who would know who these people are, and there's some people who who didn't. Um, like the slap shirt around the world. Yeah, I'm just like, I knew oh, it was funny. I, I, I was like, oh, was. okay. I didn't know his name. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't know his I name. Didn't. I was like, okay, but I was like, I, I don't think I need. I don't think I was say I didn't think I need to know this, but it was a it was a good episode. But and her ex girlfriend, the her baby, my ex girlfriend. Yeah. was like um uh, like remotely into wrestling. My ex girlfriend, she thought that was Psycho Sid. I remember her saying, oh, "He did look like with Psycho he did, Sid." <laughs> he did look like Sid. when I first saw when I first saw the clip like on YouTube. I'm like, Sid slapped somebody. But then I was like, "No, that's not Sid. That's not Sid." But um, you wanna know who yeah. told me about that story? Johnny Rods told me about that story. That's, that's the crazy thing about it. Oh, okay. I heard about it. <laughs> 
But yeah, I think this season I can't wait. I hope Viceland gives them a third season and they continue to do stuff. Um, Did y'all see the first season? Yes. What we're gonna do? What we're gonna do? Is uh we're gonna leave a question up and we'll probably we'll answer it throughout the week. Who is the mm-hmm. uh the next wrestler you or the next topic you want to see a dark side of the ring of? I think somebody brought it up in Jabba Tears um group chat, so check that out. But I want to see Ultimate Warrior on. because people because people sugarcoat who he the fuck was now that well, in his death. You know that, right? Hey, yes. that kid. Well, yeah. Please say that shit. They're they giving him, him, him his flowers now. Yeah, they're they giving him way too much flowers. flowers and and actually, really, like, some of the things that he used to say and do were disgusting. But, right. yeah. My two topics, bro, I want either the, the curtain call or I want the plane ride from hell. One of those two. I want, I want Junkyard Dog. Oh, then his okay. daughter died too. She oh, died young yeah. too. Because Junkyard Dog was one of the first most successful African American wrestlers of his time. And he was in Memphis and Deep South. So, like, I know there's some stories back then that had to deal with that and how much shit he had to go through. So, yeah, well, my choice is Junkyard Dog. Well, so we will leave the, the, we will leave the question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ahead, we will leave the question. Up for a debate for for our our listeners, but uh, to wrap this up, very good episode, um, y'all. Uh, wait, what did you say? Hello, okay, Kavia, I'm here. Uh, hey. oh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, I thought you said something. Uh, it like you said something. <laughs> I ain't say nothing. Oh, um, yeah, very good episode, y'all. Uh, shout out to the Job sure. Tears Network, of course, Cats and Dogs, the Job Tears Podcast, uh, all the other shows we have on our network. Mm-hmm. Shout out to um, some of my, our newer friends, Talk of Champions. They just had an episode with Sir mm-hmm. Wilkins. Shout out to UWO. They had a they had a, a podcast with Wilkins last Friday. If you didn't see it, check it out on the Job Tears Network group page. Um, out here hoeing. Oh, my God. Wilkins out here selling his big ass, yo. Hey. Wow. <laughs> um, y'all funny and and uh next next <laughs> episode that fat ass, bro. <laughs> oh man uh, and yo next, and real quick and, rest in peace to, to hannah kamora yeah oh yeah yeah man yeah, we didn't get a chance yeah. to really touch on that but you know yeah. thoughts and prayers to her entire family you never know what somebody's going through depression yeah. And stop Society. being assholes to people's online. Like, right. This is what I tell you all the time. Wrestling fans are pieces of shit, bro. Well, and that's kind of what I, I want to leave it on, too, because I, I, you, you, my thoughts were just about to go to her, too. Um, and also, some like, of the ideas y'all be saying on the Java Tears Network about how y'all book storyline all suck. So y'all should before y'all think about criticizing wrestlers online, <laughs> check yourself because you are you are couch booker yeah. for a reason. And if you had any type of creative skills right. that were really worth a, a damn, you'd be writing for these shows instead of writing on Facebook. So I was trying to thank you, Chase. I'm definitely trying to end thank it on the show. No, but but no, 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 we no, no, we no, no limit. Shit so the far. the no limit soldier. <laughs> 
starting to pop and back oh, up. Oh, 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 he should cash in his money in the bank title. And it's, you don't know who this person is. And you're not a real wrestling fan. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. CM Punk should be the ones to be behind the fucking hacker shit. And, oh, you don't know who that one is in Japan? Then you're not a real wrestling fan. Fuck that, man. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the year sports show. Anytime. I am Big Baby for... John Cena is the worst wrestler I've ever seen in my life. For for Queen... For Queen Tay, for BK Matt, for the, the living legend, Larry Morgan. Again, I am Big Baby, and we are out. Roman Reigns oh. should die. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like Roman, but I like Joe. Get the fuck out of here, man.